a tap on my shoulder. I turn around, exultantly exclaim, hey, and share a massive hug. Hi, this is Brother Nicholas Romeo, and you're listening to The Friable Friar, a limited series from the Franciscan Friars Conventual focused on the critical Catholic question of vocational discernment. In this sixth and penultimate episode, we talk a bit about joy. The Michigan group sent six of its own members to be the first guided through the well-staged Versailles tour. After they had attached their headphones and followed the soft-voiced French woman at the helm, the rest of their group began making acquaintances with the boys. I plopped myself down on the cobblestone, literally grounding myself so I could calm my frayed nerves. Staring vacantly into the cacophony of movement surrounding me, I suddenly felt a gentle tapping on my left shoulder. I whipped my head quickly backward, worrying I was about to be attacked by a mime or tricked into buying some cheese. I saw the face, but recognition was a few steps behind. Hey! I shouted out too loudly as I came to my feet. It was Kelly, the French teacher who was in charge of the trip and had led the other half of our group. Behind her was everyone else. Kelly and I embraced, each of us equally elated to see the other. It was our first contact since our early morning departure from that Philly hotel, a segment of the trip that seemed an eon ago. I high-fived and fist-bumped my way through the rest of the guys, the commotion now gathering attention of passerby. We quickly began regaling one another with tales of our travels, relief expressed as merriment, a palpable feeling. The full group was back together, everyone safe and in good spirits. It was a unique experience of just total bliss. What brings you joy? It's the third question we need to engage as we tackle the bigger question of the life setting in which we're best able to love. Having enough practice with deciphering the good that needs to get done and determining if we're capable of doing it, we collect sufficient data to see the trend lines of our joy. Over time and across experiences, what is the kind of enacting of the good that makes me most joyful. This is not to turn the act of loving into some self-focused endeavor. Indeed, there are many loving acts that might cause us no joy whatsoever, but which we are still summoned to carry out. Nor is it to suggest that we should give undue attention to our emotional reaction to any one isolated act of love. Instead, we need to be attentive to the patterns of our responses to loving. We love in many different ways, but is there one way that shines for us a little more brightly? One way of love that most energizes us, fills us with life, and that we're just plain better at? There almost certainly is, and when you find it, you've likely found your vocation. Find your joy in loving, and you'll have found the basic outline of your blueprint of holiness. It's important here to distinguish between what I mean by the word joy and what is usually meant by the use of the word happiness. To be happy, in this usual sense, is to be momentarily gleeful, 
It's a giggle giggle tee hee fluffiness, usually fairly fleeting. We transition in and out of happiness many times throughout the day, sometimes in much shorter intervals. Our happiness can be beaten down and wearied, stolen from us, or lost in an instant. Its shape can shift markedly over time. What makes me happy today likely isn't what made me happy when I was a kid. A cup of coffee in the morning while reading the newspaper makes me quite happy these days. When I was a kid, I was repulsed by my first taste of coffee, and I found news dull. A younger version of me, in his 20s and in formation, was happy to get out of the house and go downtown late at night. Today I'd much rather stay in, hanging around in my PJs, enjoying a glass of good wine. Happiness changes. Joy sustains. When I talk about being joyful, I'm talking about the underarching and abiding sense of fulfillment and completion. Our joy remains fervent even in the face of life's vicissitudes, even amidst our sadness and hurt, amidst loss and betrayal, amidst the darkest and most confusing of life's trials, that which makes us truly joyful stays unscathed. Joy is stubbornly consistent, its structure firm. The realities that tapped our joy as kids are probably the same ones that tap our joy now. This dynamic is what makes Disney World work. The me of today experiences a drastically different happiness reaction to Epcot's World Showcase than the five-year-old version of me. But the joy expressed there is exactly the same. The aforementioned task of expanding our self-awareness is of course critical here. I can't pursue my joy if I don't know what it looks like. When discerning a vocation, therefore, I think taking a look at our life behind us is more important than trying to engage the life that doesn't yet exist. As I look back over the course of my life, what are the acts of love I've done that stand out to me? What has been the most memorable good I've willed into existence? What are the insistent patterns? As I look back over the course of my life, where do I find my joy persistently and naggingly reappearing? In the narrative of my life, what is the most reliable setting of my most profound acts of love? So let's review. We began by establishing that God's plan for each of us is to become holy, to design our unique blueprint for a life of holiness. We next defined holiness as living with intensity, causing others to react to our lives with both trembling and fascination. The most intense life possible was identified as the one centered on the pursuit of love, fundamentally oriented towards seeking and willing the good for others. Our vocation is the style of life in which we're best able to follow that pursuit. Finally, we've seen that we discern that style of life by asking three basic questions. What's the good that needs to be done? Am I able to do it? And what is the pattern of doing the good that best ignites my joy? God calls us to be holy. Holy people are loving people, and loving people radiate joy. Find where that becomes real for you, and you've found your vocation. But how do we make something that seems so abstract become 
real. 